Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's ham radio. And a good Thursday evening to everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 21. Scouting and Ham Radio, recorded live on Thursday, July 7, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. This evening, Will Jordan, AA4WJ, and Jim Wilson, K5ND, are here to talk about scouting with Ham Radio. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, AJ Ragusa, KC9EVU, was here to talk about a special group trained in search and rescue using dogs and how they use ham radio to communicate. He was filling in for Valerie NV9L, who was originally scheduled to be here last week. She is feeling much better now, and we've rescheduled her for July 28th, so... If you were uh, wanting to listen to Valerie's talk on um, the expeditions and on contest log analysis, that's going to be on July 28th now. So if you missed any of those shows in the past, you can listen at any time. Just go to hamtalklive.com and pull that up, or you can listen with uh, one of the podcasting services um, if it's not live. Uh, that is, um, over at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or we're also on YouTube. Uh, This weekend, um, I'll be stopping by the Indianapolis Ham Fest for a while. They uh, are running a little bit on Friday evening this year, uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. on Friday evening, and then on Saturday, I believe it's uh, 8 to 2 or 6 to 2, I can't remember which, Uh, But anyway, I'll be there um, for a while on Friday and for a while on Saturday. So if you are in the Indianapolis area, uh, stop by the uh, Ham Talk Live uh, booth. We'll be in the club table section and say hello. And we'll be giving some uh, stuff away up there as well. All right, folks, get your questions ready to go about scouting. After the interview, you can call us on Skype at the username Ham Talk Live or... 
You can do it the old telephone way at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can send us a question via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. So next we're talking scouting with Will and Jim right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on HamTalk Live. This episode of HamTalk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. At Ham Talk Live, we use commercial breaks to debate where the seeds for seedless watermelons come from. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Thanks, as always, to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show so we can bring you Ham Talk Live. This Saturday, they'll be at the Oak Creek, Wisconsin Ham Fest. So catch them there or give them a call at 920-435-2973 or, of course, their website, pl-259.com. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting sites. Several of you specifically asked for Ray Novak in 9JA to come on the show and talk about his personal experiences with scouting and ham radio. Unfortunately, Ray is not able to be with us tonight. He's a busy guy. And uh, hopefully we can find a time that works out uh, for him better soon. But we're going to stick with the theme tonight as we have a pair of great guests with us to talk about the connection between Ham Radio and the Boy Scouts. And we'll even tie in the Girl Scouts as well. Will Jordan, AA4WJ, is the ICOM America sales representative for their amateur radio division. ICOM has been the supplier of the radios to the National Boy Scout Jamboree the K2BSA station, and even operate a loaner program for local scouting councils around the country. Jim Wilson, K5ND, is retired from the Boy Scouts of America headquarters, where he spent 21 years in publishing and communications. He is now a freelance writer and continues to volunteer as chairman of the National Radio Scouting Committee, the National Jamboree on the Air Organizer, and a member of the World JOTA and JOTI team. He is president of the K2BSA Amateur Radio Association, and you can check out their website at k2bsa.net. Over 172,000 scouts over the years have earned the Radio Merit Badge, including myself, and therefore been formally exposed to amateur radio. Good evening, Will, and good evening, Jim. Well, good, good evening. evening. Yep. Good evening. 
Well, Jim, why don't you start off telling us about uh, your role with scouting and ham radio? You bet. And first, I, you know, I want to say, Neil, thanks very much for having us on uh, this evening on your on your show and uh, and allowing us time to talk about uh, one of our pa- or two of our passions, actually, uh, amateur radio and scouting. And um, and my role, as you as you mentioned, those uh, the various titles that I have and I'll, I'll use it, too, is a little bit of an introduction to uh, how scouting works and how uh, how amateur radio within scouting works as well. I, I serve on the World uh, Jamboree on the Air, Jamboree on the Internet team. It's five people uh, selected from around the world. Uh, we operate uh, as volunteers out of the Kuala Lumpur uh, Office of the World Scout Organization. And the World Scout Organization um, authorizes national scouting programs. So every scouting program at each nation in the world, they're the ones that authorize that program. And they operate uh, Jambria on the air, Jambria on the Internet. It's a, it's a worldwide event. It's actually the largest scouting event in the world with over a million scouts on the air the third weekend in October. So it's, it's a huge deal. And it all starts there at the world level. In fact, it started there in 1957. And the founder of Jamboree on the Air, um, uh, G3, oh golly, now it's escaping my, my memory, uh, but uh, um, uh, he was just inducted into the CQ uh, amateur, uh, Magazine Hall of Fame. But uh, So I work at the World uh, Jamboree on the Air, Jamboree on the Internet team. I'm also the national, uh, U.S. national Jamboree on the Air organizer, and so my role there is to uh, facilitate uh, Jambri on the air here in the, in the U.S., working with the stations, uh, producing uh, information. Uh, scouting.org slash J-O-T-A is a location where uh, the uh, Boy Scouts of America publishes information on how to get involved in Jambri on the air. And, uh, and then I'm also... Uh, president of the K2BSA Amateur Radio Association. And the K2BSA Association, it was uh, formed to extend the reach of amateur radio within the scouting movement. And it does so as, uh, at this point, a growing uh, 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 association. We have about 160 members now. In uh, early 2015, we had eight. Uh, It was founded in... uh, I think established in 79 and, and really was kept local here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And in 2015, we elected to open it up. Uh, membership, by the way, is $12 for a lifetime membership. And, and it's there at k2bsa.net. And it serves as a, as a really easy way to get information online and to support uh, amateur radio and scouting uh, really a, across the, the country. Um, so but, uh, let's see, did I miss anything? Well, we, we also have part of that Jamboree on the Air organizer thing is we have a, uh, the BSA National Radio Scouting Committee. It operates at the national uh, level. It's, it serves the international department at uh, Boy Scouts of America because it is an international event and it's a group of, uh, active, uh, uh, scouters 
who are also amateur radio operators, and they work uh, within the structure of Boy Scouts of America to promote um, amateur radio and scouting. So I, I probably so you're a busy guy. <laughs> well, it seems that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you retire, right? Is is you you have to like go back to work to get any rest because you're doing everything right. Well, exactly. I call that sort of thing retirement enrichment. It's how you enrich your life as, after retirement by contributing to others. Oh, that's great. Very good. Very good. Well, let's focus in a little more on the Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the internet. How does that program tie in with the young men in scouting? Let's let's dig down a little deeper and, and get down to the, the kids that are in the scouting programs how does that work for them, and how does that expose them to Hamry? Well, the, um, uh, the, the big thing, I believe, is that it's uh, fundamentally its purpose is to engage scouts in scout-to-scout conversations across town and around the world in order to open up their horizon of what, what, what's the rest of the world look like? Uh, that's, you know, it's sometimes hard for us ham radio operators to remember that, but it, that's the whole purpose is to cross border sharing of experience and scout to scout conversations. And it, it's really, really productive in doing that. Uh, in last year's event, there were 151 countries uh, active and, and almost 18,000 stations. It's also, it's the one opportunity many, many, many scouts have of going to a jamboree. Now, a national jamboree, there's about, uh, in the U.S., there's about 30,000 scouts to get to go. It's held in West Virginia. It's, it's not uh, a low-cost uh, activity. It's, it's two weeks. It's a big deal. It only happens every four years. And so it's, a, it's just a select group that gets to go to that. And if, if scouts happen to live in other countries, have very rare chance of, of attending anything like that. So this is their opportunity to do that. Now, getting back to your question, as I take it wherever I, I go, but it promotes ham radio by it's the technology that we're using. And, um, and so and we look at Jamboree on the air as really an introduction. Typically, it's happening. It's that third weekend in October. It's happening around a camp out. It's one, it's tip, and also it's often one more activity that's happening that weekend. So it's not the be all end all of that camporee. And the scouts come by, and it can be Boy Scouts, it can be Cub Scouts. They come by, they look at it, uh, they, they learn a little bit about uh, amateur radio. Some of them uh, walk away, okay, fine. Others, their hair catches on fire, and they gain a real interest in it. And, um, but I also say it's that, at that level, it's really an introduction. It's about planting seeds. And so next year they come back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's pretty cool. Let me dig into it a little bit further. Or um, they're, they're older, and they're looking around for a hobby, and they go, Huh, ham radio. I remember that. I looked. I looked into that in, in, when I was in scouting. In, in fact, just like you did, Neil, uh, in, with your radio merit badge. And so, 
Jamboree on the Air is really planting seeds, getting scouts engaged. A few of them catch on fire and, and really get engaged. And I'll, I'll talk more about uh, the other activities uh, that are that are available within scouting. But um, it, it plants those seeds. And, and my little anecdote, Ray Novak actually gave me gave me this one. He said it's uh, these people will probably be sitting on your homeowners association board 20 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when, great. When, and when you're asking for an antenna and they'll go, I remember ham radio back in Jambri on the air. Well, heck yes. Of course, put that antenna up. <laughs> you know, that that's one of the things that, uh, that I kind of think about too. Uh, I teach high school chemistry and, and so we have a ham radio day every year in, in the chemistry class. And so, and I, I keep the ham radio saves lives bumper sticker up in the classroom all the time. And, you know, and so kids ask about it. And, and so it's like, well, you know, even if they didn't, you know, get involved in the ham radio club, at least they know what it is. And so um, they have an idea of, of what it's about. And so, yeah, that, that works great for those homeowners associations. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's just planting seeds. You just never know when it's going to take root and, and start to grow. Absolutely. So let's talk about those, those ones that uh, do dig in a little bit deeper. What are some of those other ham radio activities that are connected with scouting? And, um, yeah, I think we have a great uh, lineup. In fact, I think it's, uh, I describe it, and I, I use this uh, metaphor probably way too often, but it it's like a funnel. At the top of the funnel is the jamboree on the air, and it's that introduction, and, and scouts get kind of fired up about that. And then there's the radio merit badge. And for those who are involved with scouting, there's a there's a fundamental premise within scouting. Nothing happens unless there's a patch involved, a patch or a badge or or an advancement. And Radio Merit Badge is there. And and the as you mentioned, uh, uh, several hundred scouts have earned the badge over the years. Uh, We went back and I was able to get the archivist to do some research from 1950 uh, or 1949 was as far back as they could go up to the present time. And. Back in the in the fifties, about one to two thousand scouts a year were earning the merit badge. In the eighties, that dropped to less than a thousand per year. But in the nineties, it started going up. And something that happened during that time is they they dropped the Morris Code requirement. And so right now, it's typically in the right at the seven thousand a year. Uh, rate that scouts are earning the radio merit badge. Um, and then just in an aside of that, I'll mention for scouts, there's, I'm told this, that there's only two kinds of merit badges that they pay attention to. Eagle required merit badges and easy merit badges. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And, and frankly, the radio merit badge is an easy merit badge for them to, to earn. There's a lot of one-day workshops, and at the Jamboree, we actually teach it in four hours. So, because we have everything there to, to make it happen uh, and do so uh, quickly but thoroughly. So, it's a pretty straightforward merit badge to earn. So, it's a great next step. And then, and, uh, and coming back to that um, 
that uh, scouting model of it, nothing happens without a patch, we also have something called the Amateur Radio Operator Rating Strip. This is a patch that can be sewn on your uniform, and the requirement to earn that patch is if you have a ham radio license, sew on the patch. Um, so it's for adults, it's for youth, uh, anybody in the scouting program. And in the last, uh, last 12 months, there were almost 2,000 of those uh, rating strips sold. So it's a, it's a wonderful motivator. So I've earned my radio mare badge. I love this. What's next? Okay, well, let's for about a similar level of effort to what it took you to get the radio merit badge. Let's work on studying for that technician license. And once you've passed the test, you've got another uh, patch uh, for your uniform. Very good. Well, I, re- I was one of those rare kids in the 80s that got the radio merit badge. But I, I distinctly remember this one line in the book. That, that I really enjoyed. And it was, if you already have a ham radio license, you do not have to take the code test. Yeah. Cause I already yeah. had my license for, you know, about nine, 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. This is easy. And, um, my dad and I actually put together some, uh, a little, little project board and, and taught the class, uh, to my troop. And, uh, and so a lot of people in the troop, uh, got that one, uh, in the eighties. But yeah, we, I remember using a Morse code calculator, which was a little strip of paper that had white and black boxes that would represent dits and daws. And it had the, the letters on it. And so you could go down and if it was like white, white, black to get to that letter then it was dit dit da and um, so i remember using that and uh, it, w- it was a good experience very good well and on the topic of morris code we have another patch uh it's called the morris code interpreter strip and um a, a interesting background on that one they're on uh, a scouting uniform there's a place for what's called an interpreter strip and normally, well, all, in all cases, it's about a language. So if, if a scout speaks uh, Spanish and can demonstrate that to, uh, you know, there's a, there's a set of requirements for it, uh, some translation, some conversation, a letter, et cetera, that they need to do, they've earned uh, the, the Spanish interpreter strip. And it says Espanol. Uh, on it, and they sew that over their uh, one of their patch uh, or their uniform pockets, and that signifies to other scouts when they're at a gathering that oh, here's somebody that knows Espanol. They can help me. They can help me understand what's going on here, and it, and it's available in uh, many, many, many languages. Um, well, we petitioned the Awards and Insignia Committee. This is the BSA National Radio Scouting Committee uh, submitted a proposal. Basically, actually, we were looking for an amateur radio rating strip, and we submitted a proposal about that. And uh, the committee considered it, uh, and they came back to us and said, well, this is a language uh, interpreter strip, and we read your proposal, and we don't really see anything there. Then we thought about Morris Code, and we went back and we looked at your proposal again, 
and it didn't have anything about Morse code. So, no, we can't do this. Well, we got that, that uh, response. About 30 minutes later, there was a proposal in front of them for the Morse code interpreter strip. <laughs> <laughs> and about a day later, the approval came back. And so there's an interpreter strip, and on it is dash, 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 uh, dit, dot, dit, 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 Morris spelled out uh, in uh, dashes and dots. And scouts who do five words per minute can sew that on their uniform. So it's a, it's a fun thing, and it keeps uh, Morris code alive as well. Very, very good. Well, well but, we... Uh, I'll, I'll go oh, ahead, Jim. One, yeah, one other anecdote about that little communication. Later on, I was talking uh, at a scouting event with one of the members of the awards and insignia committee, and I, and we were talking about that wonderful uh, occurrence. Uh, and and he said to me, "Well, I guess we telegraphed our intentions to you." Oh, <laughs> oh so we wow. have fun. Oh, but, absolutely. One, one other thing uh, uh, I'll mention about patches is um, there's an, a, a patch just for scouting leaders, and it's called the ARRL Service to Scouting Award. And so the ARRL, working with the Boy Scouts of America, created this award that recognizes outstanding service to scouting. Um, through running uh, radio merit badge workshops, doing jamboree on the air, and a, and a number of other things. And um, they, w that was announced, I think, January of 2015. And so far, um, right at 50, uh, adult scout leaders have earned that award. Very, very good. I'm glad to see that, uh, that happening, and uh, hopefully that will continue to grow. It's a very nice recognition of the partnership that ARRL has had with Boy Scouts. In fact, uh, as you know, ARRL was founded in 1914 and uh, BSA in 1911. But in 1918, the wireless merit badge was established by ARRL working with the BSA. And the wireless merit badge became the radio merit badge in the 1920s. So a long, long time relationship, and it's nice to see uh, this recognition happening. Very good. And we're, we want to talk about another uh, relationship that's going on with Will, and we're, we're running way over time here. Uh, <laughs> but let me, uh, let me bring Will in here. And uh, Will is with ICOM America. And, and Will, tell us about what ICOM's involvement has been uh, with the Boy Scouts and where you see this taking off in the future. Absolutely, Neil. I'd be happy to. And it's uh, it's it's great to hear Jim talk about all the uh, the great things going on with the K2 BSA organization. Uh, and ICOM has been fortunate enough to be able to support uh, the K2 BSA operation since uh, the early 80s, I believe, 1981, 82 or so. Uh, there have been many jamborees in that time, and uh, we've been proud to sponsor. Uh, each and every one of them. And uh, as you mentioned earlier in the show, of course, we have our uh, our demo stations that we can uh, loan out to uh, <clears throat> local uh, scouting troops and what have you who are looking to uh, you know host their radio merit badge classes. 
the kits have a 7300, one of our newest uh, and hottest radios right now, which is a it's a it's a good one. Uh, you know, it sort of resonates with the younger crowd. It's a newer radio, some newer technology, uh, nice touchscreen radio, and and what have you. So that's a, a great addition to these kits is the the 7300. And of course, we give them a power supply as well. Uh, all the coax to hook everything together. Uh, uh, of course, uh, an antenna. Obviously, it wouldn't be much of a kit without an antenna. So there's a nice, uh, nice wire antenna for them to string up in the trees, and uh, the radio itself has a built-in antenna tuner. So there you have it. That with the uh, desk mic that's in there as well, and it's it's a shack in a a shack in a box. Uh, uh, you know, a phrase we use for a, ra- uh, a radio that does it all, but this is literally a box with a shack in it. And you can find out all uh, all sorts of information, see photos and things of that on K2BSA's website, which is actually just K2BSA.net. Uh, there's a tab up there that talks about uh, the ICOM loan stations, uh, as well as some other uh, bits and bits and pieces about ICOM's involvement with the scouts. And of course, uh, it is K2BSA's official website, so you've got their calendar, uh, all sorts of information about uh, what they do. And, and what have you. So I definitely encourage everybody to check out the uh, k2bsa.net website uh, to learn lots more about uh, the loaner stations, uh, ICOM's involvement with uh, with the k2bsa organization, and of course the k2bsa organization itself, which is uh, a marvelous, marvelous uh, gift to the ham radio world. And so uh, ICOM is very pleased and very fortunate uh, to have extended our relationship with the K2BSA organization uh, through uh, 2018 now. So we'll be continuing the loaner program uh, through 2018, and of course that includes the uh, the National Jamboree coming up in 2017 as well. So that'll be very exciting for us uh, in the coming months to, to start looking at uh, moving, moving that direction as well. So uh, lots and lots of great stuff going on with ICOM and the Scouts. We're glad to see... Uh, the next generation getting on the air uh, and using our spectrum. That's what we need. Well, we're very thankful for ICOM's involvement in this, as well as some other uh, youth activities that we've talked about on the show and more that we will be talking about. So thank you so much for continuing support of youth and amateur radio, especially uh, tonight talking about the Scouts. We're going to talk about the Girl Scouts just a little bit. And take your calls when we come back um, when talk uh, some more with Will and Jim right after this message from the Ham Station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the Ham Station. For 35 years, the Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373. Or order online at hamstation.com. Hamstation carries all the major brands like Icom, Yaesu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Join the conversation. 
call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Uh, the ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. Be sure to listen to the show every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here at hamtalklive.com. Also check out our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. I uh, do want to mention uh, real quickly, uh, now we've got the, the Boy Scout experts on here, uh, but at the Hamvention this year, um, the new uh, Girl Scout patch uh, that's sponsored by ARRL was announced, so we don't want to leave them out. Um, the Girl Scouts have a wa- radio and wireless technology patch now, and there's more information about that on the ARRL website. And uh, one of my students was actually fortunate enough to break that announcement at the uh, Instructors Forum at uh, Hamvention this year. So the Girl Scouts have a patch, too. Any comments from uh, from Jim or Will about the, the Girl Scout thing? Well, I'll, I'll just mention that uh, uh, Deborah Johnson at the ARRL has really worked uh, uh, long and hard with the Girl Scouts to, to make that happen. Um, and I'll also note uh, part of that announcement was uh, uh, one of Girl Scouts' big uh, events is Thinking Day, and they now have a Thinking Day on the air. Uh, so it's it's uh, and it's it's been uh, it's been a good effort from uh, uh, Deborah and the ARRL folks to work with the Girl Scouts to help that along. Will I? Uh, I- Super glad that the uh, Girl Scouts are are getting their patch. I think it's great to uh, keep everything nice and even across uh, all the different avenues of scouting. Uh, I think that uh, many of the young folks that I've seen, I suppose a lot of folks would consider me one of the young folks, but a lot of the younger folks that I've seen uh, have have been uh, young ladies who have uh, been getting excited about it. I had a chance to meet a couple of them uh, at Dayton myself this year, so I'm glad to see uh, that they're going to have the opportunity to uh, earn themselves uh, an achievement uh, related to ham radio. You know, and let me add to, to uh, a, another perspective as well. Uh, recently, uh, uh, the Boy Scout movement is called the World Organization of the Scout Movement. And for Girl Scouts, it's the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. And they've just signed uh, earlier this year, I think first part of this year, an agreement to to uh, work together uh, uh, and and uh, and they have an agenda on that and so uh, Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the internet, which is operated by the World Organization of the Scout Movement, has always invited Girl Scouts, but it, this time it's absolutely totally official from the very top and, and that they're a part of the event. So I, I think that's another real positive uh, element there. Uh, and bringing those two groups together. Yeah, very glad to hear that uh, they have a patch too. And it's it's a little different program, but it accomplishes the same thing. And uh, real glad to uh, to hear about that. All right, well, it's time for your calls. So if you have a question for Jim or for Will about uh, scouting and ham radio, now is the time to give us a call. That phone number again is 812 net ham one 
812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us. We're at Ham Talk Live on Skype. And if you have a question that you want to ask, now is the time. So give us a call, and uh, we'll keep talking here for a while because um, we do that well. But uh, <laughs> give us a call if you have a question. And actually, we do have a caller right now. Hello, who's this? Good evening. This is Douglas, WA1SFH in Connecticut. How are you? Good, Douglas. What's your uh, question for us tonight? Question is... Um, how best to uh, present uh, amateur radio uh, within a council? Who would we t typically uh, contact first? It seems like you had um, this is going through an international uh, sort of representative or something. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yes, Douglas, uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, um, thanks for what I would imagine is your persistence in trying to work with the council. It's oftentimes very difficult. Um, the, uh, that, that structure that I mentioned earlier is the World Organization and, and their event, Jamboree on the Air, Jamboree on the Internet. They work with the International Department, which is part of Boy Scouts of America. And at each local council, there's an international representative. Uh, and they're the person whose responsibility it is to promote and encourage a Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the Internet activation at their local council. Now, um, now, now sometimes they're not aware of that. <laughs> it's, in their, <laughs> it's in their job description. There's actually a written job description they have. It's part of that job description. But sometimes they're not aware and then sometimes uh, an international representative might transition to a different job and the council hasn't replaced them yet. So it's, there, there's things like that, that that happen. We can do a much better job um, it, it, at a national level communicating the importance of Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the Internet to get it to that local council level. But I'll also mention... On the K2BSA website, we've, we've put up a document. The National Radio Scouting Committee created this document. It's called Talking Points. And it's, it's meant to be a translation tool in, in some cases of, okay, here's what the ham radio people are thinking. Here's what the scouting people are thinking. Here's what to say as a ham radio operator that will make a connection on the scouting side of the conversation. For example... STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, math is is a, a, a uh, something that pick, picks people's ears up now, and so you can use that as an opening to to begin that discussion. That's just one example, and there's a whole line of them there to to help with that conversation. Yes, thank you. I, I I've used that presentation uh, at a district level, but. Um, I, I was. I, I need. I need. To, my goal was to go council wide, and um, so uh, I've been having some moderate success. You know, again with local troops uh, getting into their various and, and districts getting into their uh, into their fall camperies and, and setting up a, a Joda station um, where possible. So I'm looking again to go more from a council level and and you know council and down down to the individual uh, units. 
you're a perfect example of what I, I recommend to folks. So, so many times they'll, they'll get on the phone to me and they'll, they'll be disappointed in their attempts at trying to work with the council. And I say, do you know a troop? Start there. Um, and that's what you've done. You've, you've started a troops and district and, and just get, get the camel, get their nose in the tent. And suddenly they start seeing how, what a wonderful activity it is. And they want it to happen everywhere. <laughs> so good work. Good work. Okay. Well, thank you for your time and, and your great work, uh, with, uh, BSA. So let me sign off and uh, wish you all a good evening. Seven Thanks. three. Thanks for calling in Douglas. We appreciate it. All right, we have another uh, question here from a call sign Will may know, AB4BJ. And uh, that question is, yeah, sounds kind of familiar. Are the scouts who are learning amateur radio embracing CW or primarily voice modes? Um, Actually, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to signify probably, um, well, I would say PSK. Um, that and 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 that's answering the intent of the question about what are they embracing or what are they getting excited about when when they just first start getting engaged with amateur radio. PSK and those kinds of digital modes are very similar to what they're doing all day, texting, and so. It, it, it has a connection for them. Um, and, and, and what we all, and those who are listening uh, in the audience who uh, run the Joda station see this all the time. Scouts will get in front of a microphone and they'll lock up. Yeah. Uh, it's just mic fright. And uh, we try to give them scripts and, and break that down, but it, it's pretty intimidating for them at first. Now, of course, I also hear the stories once they get, uh, a, a, accustomed to it, they're all over it and having a great time talking to other scouts. So um, I would say we offer CW to them. I, we don't have any real numbers about what what they're getting excited about, but but certainly they're on the air with microphones, with handy talkies, and they're on the air uh, using PSK and some of the digital modes that 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 they find pretty cool. Yeah, I've found PSK definitely works for the ones that have mic fright um, in working with young people, so that's that's not surprising. We've got about 30 seconds left. Jim, I know you wanted to say something uh, about the ICOM partnership, so I'll give you 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay, well, I wanted to talk. Uh, the, the 2017 Jamboree is coming up, uh, and in, also for 2013 Jamboree, ICOM is the official transceiver supplier for the National Scout Jamboree. Uh, that's in July. There's 40,000 people show up for that. And in 2012, they installed three repeaters at the location for the Jamboree at the summit, uh, Bechtel Scout Reserve in West Virginia. So they are over-the-top supporters of scouting. And then just a quick mention, also supporting the Jamboree, uh, DX Engineering has agreed to support the Jamboree with all the other stuff that we need uh, to help those uh, transceivers get on the air. And MFJ is going to help us as well. And so we really appreciate uh, uh, Tim Duffy and Terry Greaser at uh, uh, DX Engineering for helping us out with that. And and MFJ, of course, and Martin Jew. But uh, the ICOM guys, wow, thanks so much. 
Absolutely. Well, good job. And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guests, Will Jordan, AA4WJ, and Jim Wilson, K5ND, and all the callers and listeners out there in cyberspace, and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Glenn Johnson, W0GJ, will be here to talk about D-Expeditions and his 100% software-defined radio shack. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.